Luca, great to have you here on a Monday. Tuesday, technically. Uh, so let's yes. first talk about the dollar. We've discussed this, you and I, before, and want to see your framework right now as the dollar had weakened up over these last couple weeks around language from Powell and some softening of the data. Are we in store for a big reversal lower in the greenback, or can there still be some support around here? No, I don't think there is really the, um, the precondition for a significant weakening in the dollar, but I think there is definitely uh, a clear sign that U.S. economy is weakening, and and I think the dovish Fed should actually put some pressure on the dollar. But at the same time, we are still pretty much in a period where risks are pretty high. I think sentiment is not as good as it was a few a few weeks and months ago. So I think the dollar could be supported still a little bit in the short term. But what we are expecting is bouncing dollar has happened. So the best is behind us for 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 the dollar. I think. So what does this mean in terms of its relationship with other assets? If the best of the dollar is behind us, as I heard you say there, does that mean that we should be thinking about risk on and, and other assets that usually have enjoyed that uh, softer dollar? No, I think what we can do, though, is start thinking about potentially some areas in the emerging market have been under pressure, for example, like China. I think, though, that, again, to have a significant change in the dollar, you need to have a significant change in the macroeconomic backdrop. And as long as we don't see any evidence, I think we don't see any evidence right now of reacceleration in growth, again, it's difficult to see the dollar get much weaker. So I would still see the dollar probably trending potentially a little bit higher, very marginally, but then there would be probably a significant decline only when there is evidence that the global economy's finally recovery is gaining momentum again after the last few weeks and months has been on the weak side. So we've seen that economic surprise rate just go real far south. Uh, things have uh, been missing expectations, obviously culminating in the big top line miss for employment last week. How concerned should we be about uh, the near term outlook for the U.S. economy, Luca? No, I think we shouldn't panic. I think it's the fact that uh, the economy data is a little bit worse, but you still have solid data. If you look at the ISM. I think what we see is a clear weakness in consumer spending. Uh, but again, from ex exceptionally high levels. So no, I wouldn't be too worried, but it's a fact that momentum has been much weaker and not only in the US, by the way. So, okay, walk me through how this dollar starts to break down. If we know the Fed is on a path to tapering, Luca, do you think that mm -hmm. the December timeline is for real or are they going to uh, back away from what they've outlined? I, I guess kind of altogether, does the dollar mm need to have more uh, kind of dovish language from the Fed to keep going south? Because it seems like the dollar's big bounce happened in June when the Fed first put those dot plots on our radar. No, I, I think the Fed is not going to change because I think it would damage their credibility. I think the economic data is going to be weaker, but not weaker enough for the Fed to change. So tapering announcement probably in November and, and, and December, and no Fed hike anyway before, uh, before probably 2000. And 23. So I, I don't think that the data is weak enough for the Fed to change. It will really create a lot of confusion and potentially investors will panic on the fact that if the Fed is changing uh, its view, well, maybe there, is, there are more bad news for the economy. So no, I, I don't think that the Fed will change uh, the, the tapering uh, kind of, uh, um, they will keep on uh, um, basically sticking on, on the announcement. Uh, for, the, for December or November. I think that's, that's the main, the, I think the best case scenario. 
Okay, so basically the dollar, you're arguing, is kind of priced this in at this point, that the Fed could go on through this route and we'd still see some dollar downside. What about for bonds? We're starting to see a little bit of a two-way trade here in yields. We haven't made a new low in the 10-year for about a month and a half now. What does that mean? I think, look, even we weaker data in the past few weeks have seen the bond yields moving high. So I think they probably have seen uh, the low in the bond yields, I think even uh, nominal and real. Uh, I think that there is also an element of, uh, uh, I think, of, of flows. Uh, we expect flows moving from bonds into equities. Equities are, are fantastic in flows, but actually flows into bonds co- where has been actually quite solid. So if you put everything together, and, and if you believe us, we believe that the, the, uh, the recovery is still pretty much on track. We expect bond yields to rise marginally, but to rise by, by year end. Now, does that pose a situation for investors that looks like Q1? I mean, do we have uh, more rotation in store here, Luca? Can we get a leadership shift away from the big tech melt-up this summer? Well, look, we have now a barber strategy where we still have uh, overweight in some defensive sectors and markets, but at the same time, we still like value cyclicals like the banks. So I think this should support our view uh, but at the same time, we still feel that with the economy that have been on the weaker side, is a good idea to add some defensiveness, especially on the sector side. And especially, I think we want to be cautious on the consumer, which again is losing a little bit of momentum, especially in the U.S. Luca, how do you define defensive? There's a lot of folks out there that say the big tech is defensive. When you say defensive, mm. what are those categories? Yeah, no, I think tech is defensive. That's why we, on the one side, we, we like tech for its defensive. At the same time, the valuation is a little bit too expensive for us. So we prefer to, to be exposed on defensive like staples that hasn't done so well, but where I think there is more upside going forward.